Hello and welcome to The Shepherd's Voice, the podcast of Catoctin Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Percival, Virginia. My name is Ben Franks and I'm here with Pastor Charles Biggs. Good morning. Good morning. So our question today uh, is a very, very timely question. Um, what does it mean and, and how can we as followers of Christ, as Christians, uh, be biblically and practically pro-life? Yes. Well, that's a wonderful question, and we give thanks to God for his faithfulness to his people. You know, the way I would think about it is first in a, in a very God-centered way, to think of God as the great life giver, and that from the very beginning, our God has been gracious to take us creatures of dust and breathe upon us his life and give us life in his world. And not only did he give us that life, but then he condescended to covenant with us to raise that life to the highest eternal life with him. It's as our Lord Jesus says that I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Our God is pro-life. Our God is the life giver. Our God, uh, from the very beginning of his Uh, drawing together his people in the visible church. He gives them laws that will remind the people that they were once slaves and now they're sons and they're to remember those who are oppressed and they're to remember the needy and they remember that life is is his to give and his to take away and they're to even in the way that they do their agriculture they're to leave portions of their field open for those who are hungry to feed them uh, to provide for them god is that great jehovah jireh the provider of everything that we need for life and So we remember uh, that life that we have uh, in God, the life that he provides for us. He gives us the sixth commandment, thou shall not murder, which the implications of those, though it's uh, given to us very concisely in a negative manner, thou shall not murder. The implications of it positively are to always promote life, uh, to always seek to preserve life. In the Mosaic Law, again, uh, when someone would build something, they, they would make a, uh, a, a side to it, a, a parapet, I think it was called, you know, something around the roof so that someone wouldn't stumble and fall. It's like someone with a stairway would put a handle on it so that you could hold the stairway uh, up the, uh, you could hold the handle of the stairway going up, that there was a, a provision for life, there was a protection of life. When I think of life, I think of Psalm 72 that speaks of the great king of righteousness, and it says he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. I think this particular scripture that he uh, has pity, that he has compassion, that he redeems life, that he that that precious is uh, the blood of our lives reminds us of this um, temptation that some have to uh, abort life in the womb. Here's an opportunity in this present day for the church to show compassion 
uh, for the, the church to open arms to those who are in trouble, those who may not have had a, a planned pregnancy and yet have, they are a life of God and they have a life within them that the church could come alongside them to welcome them, to help them, to, to promote uh, what needs they have, to encourage them. Um, I think um, it's, it's uh, I am um, an adopted man. I was adopted when I was six months old, and so I've often thought, uh, being a man who was born a few years before Roe v. Wade, um, a few years born before 1973, that I was a potential abortion. You know, I could have been. And my life is God's. And I was adopted by parents who loved me and cared for me. And when I grew older, my wife and I had trouble um, having our own uh, children. We prayed for that, and it was a, a great suffering and affliction. And we would pray for children. God, in his grace, finally gave those children to us through adoption. We were able to bring our two daughters home, and we're very grateful for them. But that is a kind of preserving and promoting life, not, not just for the children uh, to, have, to be adopted if, if needed, but to provide that life of um, of wonder and joy for the parents to be parents and as God says in his uh, great reversal prophecies in Isaiah that I will take the barren woman and I will make her the mother of children we see that through adoption so I when I think of the the stance of pro-life uh, with regard to the church and being biblically and practically given to it, it is that we'd be welcoming to those who are in trouble, uh, young mothers, that we would help be generous and fund them financially, that we'd have a place where they could learn how to be mothers, um, how ultimately to know the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that he, he saves the repentant, he, he is compassionate to, toward the needy. And to give hope to that mother if she chooses to be the mother or to give hope to those children in, in that the church would adopt those children, that the church would, would take those children as they're very on and raise them. And so um, as one who was um, a potential abortion, um, I've always uh, been thankful, very grateful for the little life I've had and for then growing up and being able to share that privilege of adoption with my children because that is a, a wonderful place that we see even the Son of God who came to make us adopted children, uh, to make us part of the family of God, was adopted himself. Um, the passage that really sends those chills down my spine are from Matthew 1 where it says that Joseph took him in answer to the angel in the dream he took Jesus and he named him and he called him Jesus which was an act of adoption on Joseph's part and thus Jesus was that adopted son who brings in adopted children so that uh, those things come to mind when I think of uh, being biblically pro-life and um, and 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 just stepping back to gaze at the wonder that God would give us life in himself and then life more abundantly in Christ. That he wouldn't just give created life, but he would give abundant, covenantal, eternal life through his beloved son. Yeah, what a wonderful testimony to hear how that's worked out 
in your own life and in the life of your family and to have that rooted in again this is who god is he's as the creed tells us of the spirit in particular the lord and giver of life and i, I think to see to see that running through uh, not only god's work of creation in genesis but the way that he intervenes in creation at those moments and particularly god shows his favor to the barren woman to bring life out of that that's this overarching theme that comes again and again and and to see i think i think it's helpful as you drew us to to see how this is expressed in the life of god's people especially in 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 israel and and the way it's done it helps to resolve some of the tensions that pop up in our own kind of pro-life discussions today where there's often this dichotomy and this can come from people who would call themselves pro-life and this can come from people who would um call themselves pro-choice that they sort of see well that you know um either either pro-life is 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 all about um, having this enshrined in law or pro-life is should really just be pursued by um, caring for those in need and it, those are kind of pitted against each other in a very unhelpful and unbiblical way because what we see in in Israel is that you know the sixth commandment is you shall not murder you shall not kill um, and yet the way that that's expressed in Israel is is not just having a law on the books against something, but uh, that in the life and context and culture of God's people, that there is that positive care and provision for those in need. And and I think our larger catechism is so helpful in that, that when it, it helps us to understand what God is communicating when he says, thou shalt not kill, is that it's not only a negative command, that there is a positive call there, as you said, to promote life and to preserve life. And so, you know, Christians, I think, can and, and will have different views on what's the best way to do that. You know, to what extent do, do you use the, the resources of society? To what extent do you use the resources of the church? To what extent may an individual family be called to, to be an adoptive family or to be a foster family or to, you know, take in, um, as uh, the family I grew up in has, has done, you know, those who were finding themselves pregnant and, and needed help bringing that child to term, and, you know, our family was able to come alongside in that, and there are going to be all sorts of ways that we do that, but we are called to do that as Christians and as the church to show the love and compassion of Christ because we serve a pro-life God in the fullest sense of that term. Amen. I think this is a wonderful opportunity, this overturning of Roe v. Wade with the Supreme Court decision. It's a wonderful opportunity for the church to be the church in showing forth the power and grace of God in the compassion of Christ. So thanks be to God for this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that should be our prayer, that as people look at the church now, they would see uh, the compassion of Christ um, there, as well as that standing for the truth. Well, if you'd like to learn more, you can find resources about this and many other topics on our church website, www.catoctin.org. That's K-E-T-O-C-T-I-N. You can also find out more about the work of church planting and uh, that Pastor Biggs does as our regional home missionary at joiningtheharvest.org. If you found this episode to be useful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. We'd be happy to answer uh, any questions uh, that you may have here on the podcast. You can just send us those questions at shepherdsvoicepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we encourage you to join us for our next episode of The Shepherd's Voice.